You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. The pastor asked me to, if I would do this, uh, I had to actually think about it a little bit. <laughs> but I'm glad you're all here, and I'm hoping that you come to come to get something tonight. If you brought something, you can get something. If you come in just to be you, then you're going to be you. But if you come in with the Spirit of God in you, now you come in, who's going to teach you? Amen? I'll bring the Word, and He can be the, he can be the go-to. So basically, we're just thankful for everything at Harvest Bible Church, and I just want to thank the people that are watching us, cell phone, however they're doing it. But don't turn it off, okay? It's not Pastor Mark up here. It's pa- uh, Sam Besser up here, okay? And anyway, he'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> but uh, tonight, I want to just share with you, and uh, oh, one announcement. Don't forget Sunday is, uh, what do they call it? Oh, the kids, yes. So be sure you bring your kids and bring yourselves, amen? Uh, (laughs) You know, I was just kind of meditating on some things this, this morning when I was looking over my notes. And, you know, you can write all kinds of things down on paper, but to get them all out is kind of a, a kind of a challenge sometimes, right? Because Basically, if you're hungry, you get something. Amen? And if you're not, then you're just here to say, because I just came to church. But you've got to be hungry for the Word of God, which either way which it comes from anybody. Anybody in here could stand up and share the Word of God. Amen? You're called just as well as I'm called. I'm just doing what the Lord wanted me to do. Amen? So, basically, I just, uh, I'm just glad you're all here. But I wrote something down that I learned quite some time ago, and it really kind of really set with me, but it it went like this. Many communicate, but few connect. We can have a lot of people. They'll connect. They're they're not connecting. And they, they just have few things that they don't think that this is the right thing. Then I wrote this down. As he was singing and doing praise and worship, are you ready tonight to move your mountain? How do we move our mountain? And basically, uh, I'll just I'll give you the key. You move your mountain with your confession. Amen. And basically. I, I would title mine today is How Do We Stay Solid in Troubled Times? Do we have troubled times? Amen. Do we have to put up with troubled times? No, because we should know the truth and the truth has shed us free, right? We should know the Word of God is powerful, more powerful than what's happening right now. Because uh, if you're a news watcher, I'm telling you what, you'd get discouraged real quick because of what's happening. But anyway, I just want to share these things with you because we're going to talk about uh, words tonight. What are we talking about? Who are we talking to? Why are we talking? Uh, 
have we got something good to say? And, and basically, our words will either break us or make us. Amen? Either be, we'll either be overcomers or we won't be overcomers. So basically, the words that we say in this day and hour that we live in are going to be absolutely, absolutely what we're talking about is not what's happening in the world, but what we're going to do to make it happen in the world. Amen? Does that make sense? So I'm just going to ask this question. Uh, is everybody born again in here tonight? All right, let's see hands. Come on, I, let's see them all, because I'm going to come down and get you. No. <laughs> but uh, if you hadn't said you were born again, and I'm going to ask a question, how did you get born again? Did you buy it? Did you hear it? How was it that you got born again? And basically, it's something that you said with your mouth. And it's, a, it's, it's called a confession, right? And it's in Romans 10, 9, and 10, and I'm just going to read that. But what does it say? The word is near you, where? In your mouth and in your heart. That the word of faith which we preach, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe, where? In your heart that God had raised him from the dead, and you will be what? Saved. For with the heart one believes in, unto righteousness, and with the mouth, with the mouth, every say my mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So today, we would not know this. If we did not know this, we would not be here today. If we did not want to say this prayer and, and, and live up to what, we said, then we'd be out there in the world, acting like the world. And basically, in the church today, we got to get it together with our words. Because when Sylvia and I were gone for two months, and we were down uh, in Missouri with our, with our son, and basically, one day Sylvia was gone uh, shopping for the, for the Airbnb, and anyway... I was muttering something. <laughs> Anybody mutter in here? Might as well call it murmuring. And I was just murmuring about something to myself, and all of a sudden, I got, now, in my still, small voice that's down inside of me, right here, said, Sam, you got to do something about your words. You've got to get it put together and line it up with what Jesus said in the Word of God. Amen. You come up and you can talk to anybody and do this, this, and that, but you've got to start talking what you believe in the Word of God because that's our, that's, our, that's our job to tell people about the Word of God. Right? I mean, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And I just want to say... When you make that confession, basically that confession stuck with me when I said it. And I'd be just real upfront with you. The fact of it is when I did say it, honestly, I can honestly say I didn't understand it. Sometimes we get into them things we say and we don't understand it. But 
in about a month, month and a half, I finally got a hold of me because I was still partying. I was still doing my things. I still like, I'll just tell you off on Sam, uh, doing Budweiser. Bud was my friend. He wasn't wiser. <laughs> he got me. But anyway, so I had, I had that problem. I had a drinking problem. Never believe it, would you? But I did, because I was raised in a party atmosphere as a kid. So I was raised underneath those kind of circumstances, so basically what did I do? Amen? I was a partier. Did I go to church? No, not after I got of age and I could drive my car. I wasn't going to church no more. Why wasn't I going into church? Because it was boring. Amen? Anybody been there? And it was a Lutheran church. And it wasn't a word of faith church. We had an organ player. We all took communion. And and out of the same cup, we didn't have little cups. We had a cup and the pastor would go around and everybody would drink out of the same cup. Our bread wasn't little crackers. It was real bread. And that's how the Lutherans did it. I don't know how they're doing now, but I hope they got something pulled together. Amen. <laughs> <There we're laughs> but anyway, uh, so it's quite interesting life when you look back at, uh, as, at where you were. And you know, the problem most of the time that we have is basically when you get born again, it's basically your thought pattern what you have to do and give up some things that you have to give up. So how did I get rid of the ugliness? I just cried out to the name of Jesus. And when I did that, never thirsted again. So there's a way that you can get rid of something that's attacking you. And when something attacks you, that means it comes from who? Sometimes you say the devil, but no, it comes from you. Because you didn't change your thought pattern. Amen. The devil don't have to work too hard nowadays. He can just find somebody that he can convince to do something. And he's basically got you already going that way. I have a, you know, I was asking Greg tonight. I have an overhead that I'd like to do. uh, PowerPoint. I'm better at my PowerPoint than I'm right here because I got things where you can see the picture of what, what's going on. But on that PowerPoint, I had uh, three, three uh, photos and a light bulb came on because you had an idea. Pretty soon that idea hit your brain and now it, your brain, and I'm going to just show you this, it's like a car with, a, or with the gears. It's inside of there just going all the time. Gear, your brain never quits. It just goes all the time, all the time, all the time. And pretty soon, if that bright idea was there, and your brain isn't uh, putting it in the right area, pretty soon now you start questioning what you said. After you got born again and you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, did you question it? Nobody did? I did. Oh, what's this all about, you know? We just didn't grab a hold of it. it That's me. Just didn't grab a hold of it. And basically, 
it's kind of interesting when you when you think about it, because God's word is so powerful. And I, I was uh, I got more notes than I got uh, uh, paper than I got time. But anyway, I'm going to just say let's just take a moment and pray for our pastors. Father, we just thank you and we praise you right now for our pastors wherever they may be. And we just thank you that you bring him back safely. We just thank you, Father God, that I know he's watching this. Pastor, I know you are. And we just thank you and we praise you, Father God, for bringing our pastors back safe in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you continue to do. And we just thank you. And Father, we pray right now, which is very, very, I, I, can't, I can't even wrap it around my head that there were 19 children just shot down in Texas in a school for them parents that have to stand up and look and say where was what why and then you start listening and they say well now we got to put cops in the school oh yeah right that's really a good time to do it it's like you run out of gas I should have put gas in because why haven't they thought about that before I just read a little note, Sacramento, two-year-old, had bullets and a pistol in his desk. Two-year-old. Where did he get that from? Where did he buy it at? But we just, we just thank the Lord that he keeps us safe. Amen. But anyway, I just kind of did a little study. You know, Jesus spoke 31,000 words in the Gospels of the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Overall, there's 783,000 words in the whole Bible. And, and basically, everything that's in here, in this Word of God, we should be taking and just eating it up like it's something that we just are hungry, hungry, hungry for. But anyway, when we use the name of Jesus, we need to get results of using his name. So basically, a lot of times we pray in Jesus' name, but we never see the results, right? You know why we never see the results? Because we never prayed the word. Jesus only acts upon his word, nothing else. You can tell him how many times you're broke, tell him how many times you're sick, how many times is whatever it is. But it's his word that you've got to speak out in the name of Jesus. You tell the devil to go. You tell sickness to go. You say, well, that sounds easy. Well, why not just try it? Amen? Because the time we're living in, I think we're going to have to really, we're going to be put through a test that we've never been put through. Amen? And I don't even like to say that, but I believe we're going to be put through a test, that we're going to have some kind of a test that we're going to have to stand with that word. And the more we got it in us, the more it will operate in us, right? The word of God has to come out of our mouth. Not think it, but come out of our mouth. When you told your wife or your girlfriend, looked at her and you said, hmm, I love her, or did you just think you loved her? No, you had to tell her. You had to tell her you loved her. You tell your wife that you love her. Sylvia loves me, I think. <laughs> we'll talk about that at home. 
<laughs> but, but anyway, so the name of Jesus is so powerful that we forget to, forget to use his name when we run into a situation. And who always was there when they would call upon him? And Jesus was there. Jesus was always there. You know, I, I was meditating on the time when Jesus kneeled down and rode in the sand. Well, he just, he just ate their lunch right there. Why was he writing in the sand? Because they were sinners. He said, let the first person that's, that sinned no more cast the, the stone. Right? Cast the first stone, he said. So, so looking at it from that standpoint, uh, let's get it in us to use the name of Jesus. Okay? Uh, you know, we're like a car sometimes. Anybody ever tune up their car? If you don't, what happens? It breaks down. You don't get to church. Then you've got to start believing to get to church, hoping somebody will pick you up. But in, in reality, Christians need to have a tune-up this day and hour. We need to tune up. Is that, is that bad? No. We just need to get, get it together. I mean, stopping at the gas pump don't do any good. Just tell yourself, you know what? My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory and just fill it up. Amen. Ain't going to do no good to talk about it. I know it's costs a lot of money, but just tell. I always say when I show that uh, nozzle in there, I say, man, this is like gold going into my car. <laughs> and, and I shared that with the men. But, you know, the thing about it is we have to get to the word of God. Now, if you would go with me to I'm going to read this. In uh, Joshua, if I can find it here real quick, I had it marked, didn't keep it marked. Sam, do you have it? <laughs> Sam's my backup. <laughs> Okay, let's read Joshua 1, 9. 1, 1 through 9, I'm sorry. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of his life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Everyone say that. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for the people shall divide as an inheritance to the land which I swore to the fathers give them. Only strong, say, I want to be strong. And I want courageous, I want to be courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commands you to do. Not turn from the right hand or to the left that you may prosper whether, wherever you go. Anybody in here want to prosper? Amen. Amen. And then he says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and you may observe to do according to what is written in it. Now, what, what the little word that always kind of bothered me here is, it says, the book of law shall not depart from your mouth. What does that mean? That means your mouth is so full of the word that it will not depart whatever's going on. That's what it means. That means you are so full of the word of God that every time you speak, it'll depart out of your mouth. And that's what that that's what that means there. 
depart. The book of the, I always, I struggled with that. I said, well, I, I don't know, I'm born again. I want to, I want to talk. I want to speak the word. And your mouth needs to get filled with the word. Amen. Come from your mind to your mouth. So looking at it from that one, let's go to James way back there. This will probably uh, James one verse two, my brethren and sisters, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Hallelujah! Anybody got a various trial today? Get up and dance! Hallelujah! Get up and do something different. Raise your, raise your hand, praise him, whatever you've got to do. Just make it look like it's happening and it's going to happen. And knowing that testing of your faith produces what? Patience. But let patience have its perfect work, and that you may be perfect and complete, lacking what? Nothing. Everyone say nothing. And if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Say, I need wisdom. Do we need wisdom? Yes. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in what? Faith, with no, what? Doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. You can't say one day you're born again and the next day say I'm not. One day you can't say I'm, I'm going to a Harvest Bible Church and then I'm not. Going some, that's double-minded. What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to? I'll just share with you. The longer you stick around, the more you're going to get. Amen. If we run and hide, we're not going to get it. All right? So stick with what God has given you, a heart to receive the word of God so you can help others when they need the help. Amen. You know, if a devil arises, most Christians would call the pastor. There's a devil in my house. We don't know what to do. What's it say to do? Cast him out. In whose name? Your name? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Devil, you go. He's running right now. Because he can't handle the word of God. Anytime you handle the word of God, or another one strong point, just mention the blood. And he really curls up on that one. He really curls up on the blood of Jesus. Just plead the blood of Jesus, whatever going on. And he'll, he'll say bye. See you later. Catch you another one. And in James 3, this is, a little, this is a little testy here. It's called the untamable tongue. My brethren... Let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall re receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in the word, he is a perfect man. Also, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths, that they may obey us. Now, couldn't you see us just walking with bits in our mouth? And we turn to the whole body, look into the sh uh, ships, don't they have, they are large and are driven by a, are driven by a little rudder. 
whatever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it boasts great things. Now see how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a what? A fire. And, and a, wor a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it is, defiles the whole body, and it sets on fire, and of course the nature it is to set fire by hell. For every kind of beast, bird, reptile, creature, sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man, no man can, no man can tame the tongue. That means nobody can tame your tongue for you. That means you have to train your tongue. You train your tongue to speak the word of God. Because no other person can talk you into what you should be doing unless your mind tells you that you want it. Amen? We're fighting some obstacles all the time. We're always fighting something. And it's always our mind that's given us the fits. Should I or shouldn't I? Should I or shouldn't I? But what does the word of God say you should do? Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to find out. Amen? And, and, and that's just the word coming like it basically is. And in James it talks about out of the same mouth proceeds what? Blessings and curses, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my, my brethren, bear olives and grapevine bear figs? This, this, thus, thus no spring yields more salt, water, and fresh. And then he goes on to talk about heavenly versus demonic wisdom. So wisdom is an is a awesome word in the Bible because we need wisdom. In Ephesians, it says to have wisdom and understanding of what's going on. Amen? We're not to walk around with just our, our, our oh, hallelujah, hallelujah stuff. We've we got to have the wisdom of God and the understanding of God. And basically, the more we come around those kinds of things, the more we know how to handle those kind of things. Some of us would like to run, but we're not going to, right? So... Go now. This this here is a very familiar scripture. Go with me to Mark. I got fifteen minutes left. Is that something? <clears throat> Mark eleven, very familiar scripture. Everybody heard it. Everybody has probably quoted it sometime or another. But we're just going to do a little, little bit of a reading here. So Jesus answered, oh no, wait a minute, now in, uh, 20, uh, 11, 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Everybody knows the story about the fig tree, right? Jesus got, got upset with it and he told it it would never will bear figs again. And Peter remembered saying to him, Rabbi, look at the fig tree, which you cursed, <laughs> has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, what? Have faith in God. Everyone say that. Have faith in God. That's right. Have faith in God, for surely I say to you, 
What does he say there? I say, get this in you, because I had to work on this. I say to you, saying is here. So whatever you say, and whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and does not what? Doubt in his heart. So anytime we speak the truth, we shouldn't doubt it. Speak the truth. Speak the word. But believes those things he says, once again, says will he be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Everybody believe that? Does it work for you? Who said yep? Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to you wanna tell us what it worked for you when you said this? Just real quick. How did it work good for you that way? When you said it, did it take something away? does well yeah I mean so basically if you believed it it's going to get better right because you said it so I mean that's just kind of a kind of a a no brainer for for us looking at this and saying oh man I'm telling you what I've always got this problem with this and I always got that problem with that and I always got this problem my car breaks down every day da 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 down the road you know so but it but if you say to your mountain my car speak to your car just like you would anything else it's a, it's a thing but you speak to your things that you need to bring it to pass and you have to say it it doesn't just come because you know it you have to say it and it has to come from your mouth amen if you never say it it will never get done right because saying is believing when you say something I believe it uh, everybody married in here Half of us, more of us. When, when your man asked you to marry you, did he say something? What did he say? <laughs> oh, boy, it's pretty quiet. <laughs> but, but basically, he said, will you marry me? Right? He had to say something. He just didn't say, let's go to church. He had to say something to you so that you would get it inside of you that, ah, we're going to get married. And then, you, then you start having thoughts. <laughs> thoughts start going, oh, should I have done that or shouldn't I? Let's read 25 here. And whatever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and that your Father in heaven may also give to you for your trespasses. Do, but do... But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. And I want to just share something with you. I was listening to a gentleman here, a pretty awesome man of God, actually, no longer with us, went home to be with Jesus. But anyway, he spoke this word. And he said, if you have any, any bitterness in your heart, any kind of bitterness in your heart from the past or whatever it is, forget of being healed. Bitterness and God's word does not work together. So if there's any bitterness and you haven't taken care of it, and I know there's a lot of things that happen to people, 
marriage didn't work out, maybe this didn't do well, maybe I went broke and I invested some money, I don't know. But basically, I'm saying don't let bitterness take you out. Keyword. Keyword. Repent doesn't hurt. It's only, repenting is only giving and saying to God, you know what, I have to get rid of this. Because bitterness, we, we, I mean, honestly, things that happen to me, sometimes I, I went back there, but I don't go back there anymore because it's in the past. Right? Leave, let it go. It's something that's tied in up here to your thought pattern. So it's not going away. It just stays there. And, and basically, your brain is kind of your, the fact of your, uh, of your uh, thinking that you try to get rid of, but you haven't taken care of the bitterness of it. Amen? Hard to receive when you have bitterness in you. Hard to, hard to receive. And bitterness is, is, a, is a thing that Satan will try to get in there and just stir everything up at that time. And that's when you have to know you've got to get there. I'm going to read this real quick. Words. I no longer, I live the more I re- realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts, is more important than the past, than education, than money and circumstances, than failures, than success, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is you have a choice every day regarding the attitude you will embrace for the day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing to do, can do, is play on the string we have, and that is our attitude. We cop an attitude when things don't go our way. So, I got a little time. I'm just going to go here real quick. We're hung by our tongue. Hung by our tongue. What we say is what we get. Words can make us or break us. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If he thinks bad, that's how he's going to be. God's words... God's word, powerful principles that could dramatically change our person, personnel and spiritual lives when applied. There's power in our tongue, and basically we have to learn how to control our tongue. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble, Do not repay evil for evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessings because to this you will be called so that you may inherit a blessing. I know an older man again who was a missionary in Africa and the bionic plague struck there. And when the bionic plague struck there, he was right in the middle of it. People were dying left and right, left and right. And he kept burying them and kept trying to get them to be, get healed and all these kind of things. And it was just so bad. So one day uh, some doctors came and they called him, called him in and says, uh, how could you live through this? How could you even be here? 
I mean, you've seen people die like all over the place. And he says, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. He says, you go get some foam from that bionic plague and you put it in my hands and then you take a microscope, I guess, or whatever you call it, and look and see what's happening with that foam in my hand. And basically, what was in his hand, it died. And he never did get the bionic plague because he knew the Word of God. He did not let the Word of God go escape from him while this was... He did not deal with fear. He did not deal... He knew that he just had a job to do. And that's where we got to get to. See? And I know the big word that we had here, whatever, is they're, they're coming up with monkey stuff now. <laughs> basically. But we got, we got to get a hold of those kind of things. And basically... We can get a hold of those things as long as we stick together as a body of believers and that we have power in numbers. Amen? Because if we have power in numbers, that means more things are happening and more things are going to be... We're going to, and, I, and I just believe this. I think sometimes what's happening is just going to crowd the church from the front to the back. Are we ready? Are we ready? Because they're going to want to come someplace. And they're going to say, well, church is the place we want to go to. Well, I don't know. Man, I better stay home. But we got to be there ready. We're soldiers in God's army. Amen? So whatever you got to do to make yourself ready is nobody can help you get yourself ready. You got, uh, you got to get ready. You got to get ready. And, and, I mean, there's, there's many things in the Word that we can be hung by our tongue. Uh, let's see, i got three minutes left. But that's okay. Words are powerful. Words are hurting. Some points that I will just go through real quick. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You cannot raise above the level that you allow yourself to think. The root of thinking is thoughts. Thoughts is probably where it starts. First thoughts come from five senses that we have. Taste, see, hear, touch, and smell. You may be doing nothing one day and a thought hits you. In your subconscious mind, that is is one way a thought can come. A second source which is a thought can come is the devil. Satan can bombard your mind and thoughts. The devil puts thoughts of betrayal into Judas. The devil put in the heart of Judas betrayal to betray Jesus. And third, God can also put thoughts in your heart and mind by his Holy Spirit. Now, the main difference between the thoughts that come from the five senses and the thoughts that come from God is that God deals with your spirit and others deal with your mind. You can't fight with your mind. You've got to get your mind renewed. It says, do not be conformed to this to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you have said that? How many of you got a hold of that? So keep saying it, keep saying it, because you can't be conformed to this world. Another one in, in, uh, in uh, Ephesians 4, you've got to take care of the old man. Who's the old man? That's you. That's before you got born again. But the old man wants to live. He wants to live and he wants to, he wants to rule. But you've got to get the new man inside of you. 
Amen? And the new man will do the things of God. The old man wants to lay home and watch television. The old man wants to be on the lake. Oops. Sunday is Sunday. The old man wants things. The new man wants the Spirit of God to work in him. The new man is what we need. Amen? Amen. And, and so I'll wind up with this. Uh, to be continued, let's put it that way. Say this with me. Knowing the truth, and be free. Okay, say these with me. God is what He says He is. I am what He says I am. God has what He says He has. I have what He says I have. God will do what He says He will do. Can I do what He says I can do? Say amen. Well, thank you. If this one little thing helped you tonight, just do the one little thing. Amen. If two little things helped you tonight, then do two little things. But if something has helped you by the Word of God tonight, remember the Word, the Word, the Word is more powerful than anything else that we can even imagine once we get it working inside of us. Amen. It's like dunamis power. You know what dunamis power is? It's like dynamite. Amen. Dynamite takes over. And we have the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. Marilyn, come on up. Where's, where's Greg? <laughs> that was a perfect, perfect segue into this. Um, so I'm up here to remind everyone that we're going to be doing the 24-hour prayer. Um, and... Um, what he's talking about is um, <laughs> a perfect segue for this. So imagine, imagine this with me for just a minute. We have 24 hours a day, and every hour someone in the church is praying for pastors and leaders, our children's ministry, children's preschool, and children in general, our women's, men's, and youth ministry, our families, revival, gifts of the Spirit, awakening, um, the finances, the new building, and the protection over Harvest Bible Church because we are in perilous times and then doubling that we are in an election year. So we, if, you know, there's just potential. We need to, we need to um, be wise about what our enemy is doing and be prepared and we have authority as the church, and so we're taking that. So for our, for our church body in general, we're praying these things. Um, and then we also are praying an hour for our county in the election, our state in the election, 
um, for election integrity so that our vote will count. Um, we called it uh, weapons of mass distraction. Um, all of these things that they've done, you know, between COVID and the riots and all of these things. So we're going to have one hour of taking authority over those and then one hour of praying for first responders and people who are going to be keeping us safe during those times and, um, so, and, and keeping us in the right place at the right time. And then an hour of exposure of evil. So um, I just want to let everybody know by Sunday we will have on the, on the Community Action website. Um, this was sort of birthed out of the Community Action team. If you don't know how to do anything else, you can always pray, right? So um, please sign up. Um, and if you, there's two of you, you can commit to 30 minutes apiece. We will have prayer guides so the prayer guides are almost already there. You can already go in there and click on there. They have prayer points and scriptures and, you know, ways to get you started. Then there's a page that you can print out. You can write out your own thoughts that the Holy Spirit gives you. And um, we're going to go through this at Harvest Bible Church as a bright light um, through this whole time. And um, we're going to be a place where people can come and get saved and their children can get, can get ministered to and families can get ministered to. And just everything that um, Sam was talking about tonight, we're going to cover that in prayer and bring heaven to earth at Harvest Bible Church. Amen? So um, I encourage you to sign up. I'll still have a sign-up out there tonight. We'll be signing up tonight and on Sunday. We still. I was amazed. We have the night watch filled. <laughs> the night watch is filled. We still need some daytime slots. That impressed me. I was amazed at that. So um, we got people committed to praying all night long. Um, so that is just, I'm excited to see what God is going to do through this. Thank you so much um, for signing up and for being a hot part of Harvest Bible Church and being a part of this next great move of God. Mm-hmm.